0: We are live. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Cruising is Life podcast. Uh, Justin isn't quite here with us yet. He's going to be joining in in the next couple of minutes, um, but we are joined by our special guest, Jerry Pike. How's it going, buddy? Hey, how are
1: you? Uh, nice to see you again and get to talk for a while. This will be, this will look forward to this. Have some fun.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, for those who don't know Jerry, he does a lot of really good drone footage uh, from Port Canaveral. If you want, you can just kind of pitch yourself real quick. Shout out to your channels and your pages and all that.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, if you want to uh, give you a follow, it's a Jerry Pike photo, Instagram, Twitter, all that jazz. So, yeah, a lot of fun drone stuff, cruise ships, rockets, you know, stuff like that. A lot of Port Canaveral, Space Coast content is what I, I do. And other stuff in Orlando as well, you know, do drone photography 107, anything that needs that. So, if, you, uh, if you're watching, <laughs> you need a, a pilot, you can always contact me. Nice, nice. Yeah, some
0: of the, you do a lot of stuff with like the, you know, like the start. Well, I guess not Starlink launches like specifically, but, you know, a lot of the rocket launches. You got some pretty cool stuff there, too.
1: That's all that launches nowadays anyway. So <laughs> right. it's, it's always Starlink, Starlink. But yeah, do a lot of launch photography as well as drone photography and stuff as well. So have cool. a lot of fun with that. So,
0: yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. for So today's topic, we're really focusing on, you know, Carnival's n- new ships and kind of the lack thereof new ships. Um, you know, of course, got a couple ships coming out over the next couple months. Um, but after that, there's pretty much nothing. Um, so, mostly we have Carnival Jubilee. She's ready to go and pretty much going to be delivered here in the next couple weeks or so. She just finished up her sea trials um, and she's heading straight over to Galveston. And then we also have the Firenze, which is that Costa by Carnival ship uh, that's going to be sailing out of Long Beach over alongside Panorama
1: yeah that one there is
0: that when is that one being delivered uh, i think Firenze, if i'm not mistaken is i think maybe in early 2024 maybe february or march i believe um they did just announce that it was coming out like a week earlier than than anticipated which is kind of weird that they took the time out of their day to say yeah it's gonna be done a week early so here's another sailing
1: Well, that's always good. And where is it sailing out of? You said the LA, I believe, yeah?
0: Right. It's going to be sailing out of LA alongside the Panorama and the Radiance.
1: Cool.
0: Yeah, but that one will be doing the four and five night sailings out of um, of Long Beach. And then Panorama is going to be doing six and eights and sevens as well uh, out of there. So they kind of alternate, you know, similar to what they do in Canaveral with those different itineraries and all that. yeah so you know after that there's really no carnival ships for the foreseeable future um you know whereas you know there's other cruise lines right now that are seem to be pumping out ships every few months you know we have um
1: royal caribbean that's pumping them out you know to the
0: world's largest next year
1: yeah that's that's crazy that like i remember seeing the first photo of like oh it's the keel of star of the seas arriving when Icon isn't even done yet. I'm like that. The the, the progress is crazy there.
0: <laughs> right, exactly.
1: Or just watching them, the the efficiency that they're working at is kind of crazy.
0: Right, exactly. And You know, it it really feels like Royal Caribbean. You know, again, nothing against Carnival, but you know, Royal Caribbean has just hit the ground running ever since you know COVID the COVID shutdown you know ended finally, and
1: there's just Carnival
0: just kind of got left in the dust from what it sounds like or it seems like at least.
1: Yeah, they had a couple of those, uh the new, I believe, the XL class, like the Mardi Gras, the first one, and then the couple Costa ones that they made, plus the Jubilee and now the or the Jubilee and then the celebration before that, but that seems like what they're yeah, the, the ending out on that right now for what it seems like.
0: Right, exactly. They do have
1: a lot of like older these older ships that I see a lot like around here. Um mm-hmm. I think the one of them the one that sails out of Jacksonville, the um I can't the, uh, relations. I, I always hear about that. They always seem to be having issues <laughs> with that one. Not really age-related, but more passenger-related. I always see that one in the news oh, really? for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, <laughs> like a lot. There's been lots of like, you know, man overboard and tons of crazy stuff I see out of that one. And they've made a couple stops in Canaveral, I think, too.
0: Yeah, I have noticed that. There's been like once or twice over the last couple months. I've seen them just randomly pop up in in Port Canaveral. Huh, yeah medical
1: yeah. issues and stuff they've had lots of weird stuff with that ship for some reason
0: right typical jackson or jacksonville crowd it yeah, <laughs> seems the, like the, the jacksonville <laughs> crowd yeah i love it nothing <laughs> against those jacksonville cruises if there's any of you here what listening or watching to this <laughs> um but yeah like you know the carnival really has they have a lot of older ships they have the similar you know ship count when it comes to you know i guess the sheer number of ships that they have compared to royal caribbean i think they're both sitting at about 26 maybe you know plus or minus one or two for each one uh yeah they've they've pretty much gone through the entire excel class here i mean again the jubilee is going to be done in the next couple weeks and then there's just nothing I, I can't really remember a time that there's been a no carnival ships you know announced or even
1: on order yeah it, it seems like i mean yeah COVID obviously but I, they were definitely working on them still through then but it's right kind of interesting because yeah a lot of them are aging it seems you know especially some of the ones from like the uh the elation as i've seen it a couple times like it's definitely showing its age
0: right exactly and, you know most of those in that class are pretty much gone anyways for the most part you know the yeah all of those got scrapped during covid and they just kind of left over the elation of the paradise which are i guess the two newest ones mm-hmm. but there's also had, I think, the most work done to them recently. You know, they added the ducktail to them, added all those balcony cabins. That's probably what saved them, is all those balcony cabins um, that they added to it. Just, you know, all the other ones that they scrapped off were, you know, the ones that either didn't have balconies or had very few of them. So I feel like that probably played a big role in what was going on there and which ships they decided to to kill off.
1: And it is curious. I'm wondering if. You know, I, I'm sure everybody's heard the uh, different talks about, you know, is Royal going to ever build small ships? You know, again, you know, there is a market for ships that are small like that,
2: you right. know,
1: that can can fit places that something, you know, say the Mardi Gras or the Jubilee can't, you know, go to. You know, I think mostly bridge height is the biggest um, uh, limiting factor there. But there's definitely, you know, a lot of stuff in Alaska is, you know, there's... You have to have smaller ships that are able to navigate the place up there. So right. So it's curious what they could go forward and uh, what what model, if any, they are gonna go after next. Obviously, the XL class is, I want to say, the biggest one they've ever done. Right. It's a very it's a big ship, so.
0: It's uh... Yeah, it's definitely their biggest by a long shot, and it's been a very successful ship class. I think I mean three is probably enough for them. I don't see them yeah. and they've even said that there is no new carnival ships coming until or at least 2027 at minimum and even if they were to last minute order a ship you know the way the shipyards are backed up right now as far as you know new builds there's just no way they'd be getting a ship out before 2025 even if they started today so it's definitely going to be yeah. a long time and it's it's weird that carnival is going to have you know this period of three to four years before there's ever going to be a new one
1: yeah, definitely an interesting time for that. I mean, I think definitely the Mardi Gras has been very successful here in Canaveral. Every time right. I see it, it's always very full. I haven't seen the celebration down there in Miami yet, and then we'll see the uh Jubilee at a Galveston, see how it does there. But definitely, they've even had their work cut out with the Mardi Gras and the celebration here, especially with the LNG fuel. They've had their Right. There's. There was. I remember specifically one time. I think earlier this year, the Mardi Gras delayed. You know, several, several hours, three, four hours off the dock because they had fueling problems with their barge. Now that the celebration is down in Miami, so mm-hmm. we'll I think see. I they was still there have. For that. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember It was like eight o'clock at night, and they were mm-hmm. still there because they just couldn't get a load of fuel because the LNG barge is just too backed up because. Yeah, where they get their fuel is up in Savannah, Georgia. So every right. week, the uh, the LNG refueler barge is going from Georgia to Port Canaveral to Miami round trip in seven days, which is it's. That's tough. It's, that... it's, it's, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, and that's that's a little barge, and it doesn't move all that fast either. It's got no. a it's got its work cut out for it. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, they. I think. Well, I'm I'm curious to see how Disney does it. It's not the same, but mm-hmm. they, they will have two LNG-powered ships here in Canaveral um, soon. And same with Royal will actually be the better example with the Icon down in Miami and eventually the Utopia in Canaveral to see how they go about fueling those on a weekly basis with, you know, hopefully LNG is right. what the intended fuel is. But, you know, obviously they can run on diesel as a backup as well. Right. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to do multiple barges unlike what
0: Carnival is doing. Because Carnival, like you mentioned, just has the one barge that they're feeling with between two ports
1: yeah. in a week. Yeah, so far it hasn't worked out. <laughs> it hasn't <laughs> it really been the easiest thing. Plan. It doesn't seem like it's always on, on time, so... Yeah. We'll see. They, they have time to plan with Icon and then Utopia eventually, but... Right, exactly. I, I don't... I believe there is a second one of those barges being built. I don't know who specifically for... Mm-hmm. that it might be i think i want to say for icon it'll be primarily used for the probably um the clean everglades i want to say because the clean canaveral is the one that fuels the lng wish um but the one that the carnival uses the q ocean 4000 um is the one that does the carnival ships so we'll see i mean they're independent companies they can pick whoever they want to fuel right. It up. right but... right exactly <laughs> But it is interesting to see the lack of cooperation between the different cruise lines. Hey, we'll pick one company and all fuel together and there no. They they pick their own companies and don't talk to each other. It seems like. Right, for for sure. With I guess the struggles of that, do you
0: think we do you think Carnival's next project would be natural gas?
1: I I think they would get a lot of criticism if it wasn't, mm-hmm. but if it's going somewhere smaller or that doesn't have easy access like on the east coast anywhere they can pretty much get fairly easy access with some sort of lng barge out of savannah you know can Mm -hmm. reach jacksonville miami everglades canaveral all that stuff here pretty easily but if it's on the west coast i don't really know what kind of lng facilities they have over there honestly and if it was primarily meant to go over there i would see you know you could it would only make sense to not have it be lng but Again, it's this seems like the way everybody's going now. So, it's right, exactly. Curious thought. Right, yeah, and
0: I, I definitely think they would get some criticism if it wasn't natural gas, and not that I don't mm-hmm. think it, it would be, but you know, going through the logistics like we have been, I mean, it's that's not going to be easy for them to do.
1: No, definitely not. I think the, three's already pushing it. Yeah, because it's the same thing with I, I believe. Galveston has some sort of onshore LNG, do they not? With Galveston? Yeah, because that's the other big East Coast ish LNG port that is here in oh. America, at least. Because that's why the Jubilee is going there mainly, is because they have LNG in Galveston. I believe right. so. Or I could be mistaken with that. But I'm pretty sure there is some sort of LNG readily available in Galveston for the uh, ships
0: oh wow that i didn't know i didn't realize it was
1: onshore fueling like unlike you know what they It doing. could be or it could be not. i mean there it's probably not a big deal either way is i mean it's texas there's tons and tons and tons of refineries for everything there. right exactly sure. it's there somewhere I, 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 believe right. I i'm not entirely sure where it comes from
0: right i think if if any of the ports here on the east coast and i you know saying texas is east coast isn't really
1: accurate but you know if
0: anybody's gonna have it on this side of the area in the caribbean it's gonna be texas and like with all those refineries that they've got it's gonna it makes it so easy for them so i wouldn't be too
1: surprised if they actually have onshore fueling for that yeah i do remember there was a big outcry here in canaveral when they wanted to put uh, onshore lng storage here and everybody's like no, no 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 because they didn't want it to blow up which there's already a lot of fuel storage here that it's kind of silly, but it's like, <laughs> like, oh, it'll they, explode. A lot of the fuel over there could explode, but it hasn't done it because they keep it in a safe manner. But right. LNG is definitely right. much more difficult to store than you'd say typical crude oil. So right, it's exactly. It's, it's a thought. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't
0: realize. I guess that makes a lot more sense why they would do Jubilee. I mean, Jubilee at this point wouldn't be very logistical, logistically smart to do over on the east coast with <laughs> one fuel barge oh uh, it's yeah, probably another not... another big uh a big thing you know with and if you've ever noticed and anybody that's listening has ever noticed that with the mardi gras and the celebration in canaveral in miami they're never in the their home port at the same day nope. it's always they always yep, alternate yep it's always mardi gras and canaveral on saturdays and celebration is always the sunday ship in in miami and if they're doing six- and eight-night cruises, they alternate.
1: Yeah, very occasionally. They'll, they'll switch. The Mardi Gras will be here Sunday, and the mm-hmm. celebration will be Saturday. But, yeah, the the idea, I guess, that they have is, yeah, the q Ocean Fuels Mardi Gras here Saturday sails to Miami Sunday and then heads back up to Savannah to get a new load and come back down, which it's they've had a, you know several hiccups with that tight of a schedule, and it just caused a lot of issues. Right, exactly. But and it's supposedly
0: doable <laughs> right exactly and and i don't think a lot of people know but these ships despite being natural gas they do run off of diesel you know in a in a pinch they could definitely run off of diesel and i think there's been times i've seen actually the the diesel fuel
1: barge next to mardi gras rather than they, they definitely have yeah i've yeah. seen multiple times when they've had the fuel with diesel here one of them yeah. obviously caused a huge delay but i think several other times they've just kind of I haven't seen QOcean import at all, you know, mm-hmm. on a Mardi Gras Saturday either. They don't fuel at all. I'm not entirely sure how much fuel they onload every time they get a load from the LNG barge. If mm-hmm. you know, but they're doing seven night sailings. That's a long load of fuel for oh, a uh, like a one way fuel uh, stop. So either they're getting it somewhere else, or they're fueling with diesel somewhere else. I mean, right, exactly. I haven't had the chance to sail on the Mardi Gras and watch so.
0: Yeah, I did sail on. I did sail on Mardi Gras last last year in March. Yeah, March, and yeah, you know, we got to. Did, I mean, I didn't see it up close or anything like that, but I could see mm-hmm. off my balcony. I could see that the LNG barge sitting right next to us fueling up. Yep. Um, but yeah. yeah, What were we saying? Oh, nothing. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess with that, you know, all you know, the logistics of you know natural gas. I definitely think their their next project will be natural gas but you know when it comes to i think i think timing is and of course covid of course played a major part in this uh, but i think it really came down to the timing of, of these new builds and these projects because with royal caribbean again they're dominating the market they're continuing to do that and they probably will be for the next decade um up until up until covid it feels like carnival was or at least they were competing and now car or royal caribbean's just kind of left them behind with royal they had odyssey and wonder coming out relatively same time but they came out as soon as covid ended or the shutdowns ended and then they're also set up not only for wonder and odyssey to make a big debut but now they have utopia making you know its huge debut they've got three icon class that are already ordered and still coming out over the next year and then you've got norwegian that's launched a new ship next year is going to be the only year of until 2028 that there's not going to have a new ship. Whereas, you know, there's carnival that they were working. They probably were in the early stages of their next projects during maybe at least before the COVID shutdowns, you know, as they were starting to prep for the arrival of Mardi Gras. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah definitely was interesting to see the different approaches during COVID about like how the different cruise companies handled their fleets versus dry docking mm-hmm. them, you know, just parking them somewhere. And it, it's curious to see how it... You can kind of see how it turned out. I think, I want to say Royal did end up dry docking a lot of their ships, which obviously cost them tons of money that they weren't making at that time. Right. But I think in the long run, it, it usually would... I think that plan would turn out ahead of saving the money to hope to have more later when, you, you know, you start cruising again, but still right. it's, it's, it's a risk they had to take, I think. And I think it paid off well for them.
0: Right. And I think I noticed a lot of cruise lines did that too. I know um, Norwegian did take the time to add scrubbers to the breakaway and the getaway. Um, they, mm. which was a very extensive process to do. And I think they, those, you know, ended up being delayed coming back into service for, you know, probably about a year or at least a couple, you know, a couple months. But yeah, with... I guess with it, these three ships were already planned ahead of time. Whereas, and they were already coming out in this phase, in this time frame. Whereas Royal Caribbean and Norwegian were very long-term looking forward. So even despite everything, they couldn't really... They couldn't go back on the orders. They couldn't really cancel. They could have canceled the orders, Um, but it's definitely not something you want to do with a new build.
1: No, definitely not. Yeah, the 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 new build of the Norwegian the uh, definitely looks very exciting. So, yeah, the Aqua does look really nice. Yeah, I know you said it was. Was it coming to Canaveral sometime like twenty five or six or something? I want to say twenty
0: five. I think it's April of twenty five if i'm right it's somewhere a springtime of 2025 um and of course i I don't know why it's probably due to the lack of terminals in canaveral which is becoming a bigger and bigger issue now Uh, (laughs) um but they're running friday to friday cruises rather than the standard you know saturday or sunday
1: seven day sailings True. so i didn't realize that there was going to be friday to friday during that time but yeah that is odd Mm -hmm. days because definitely coming on the next um december there's january Justin. hey yeah there he is
2: You like a one minute all
1: right <laughs> but the there's several several days you know, i was just looking through the schedule you now six ships six ships six ships six ships you know back mm-hmm. to back to back days in december january coming up so it's yeah. definitely picking up versus some of the sundays here in canaveral there's been two ships which is like man there's not a lot of stuff going on but it's definitely ramping up as it comes into this next season here yeah a lot of shift a lot of shifting going around there's been like what four brand new ships coming in maybe five that haven't been here either in a while or or new home ports right exactly um, for all the cruise lines and they're still you know shifting around and coming but lots of lots of changes recently
0: for sure welcome in justin how's it going buddy
2: Good. How's everything going here? What did I miss?
0: Um, not too much. we just kind of talking about uh, Carnival's new builds and the lack—well, the lack of new builds, really. Uh, once Jubilee comes out. Um. So yeah, uh, do you have any cool. any thoughts of you know? I guess um, on the topic, I'm also adding adding <laughs> into the thing here. No, you're so.
2: good. You're good. Um. I mean, I think it's interesting. I, I feel like, at least with World Caribbean, we've kind of heard rumors, at least, you mm-hmm. know, of whether they're going to yeah. build a smaller ship or just anything in general. But I feel like we haven't heard anything from Carnival, not even, like, rumors, Not that, at least that I've heard. Um, so it makes me wonder, I mean, with the, the Mardi Gras class, whatever they call it, um, the Excel class, I don't know how much crazier you can get than that, like, if they're planning something big. Um So it makes you wonder if they've got anything kind of planned right now, um, at least in the drawing stages, you know, because it'd be interesting to see what happens because they don't have anything on order after Jubilee, right?
0: No, and the the CEO of Carnivals even said that there's no plans for any new ships until 2027 at earliest.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if they're working on something pretty big um, to wait that long. That would
1: be yeah, big big. Right. And I know oh, right. a, lot it, a lot this of it a lot of it had draw. to do with,
0: you know, COVID and the, the I think Carnival probably struggled more than anybody else uh during the shutdown. You know, because they had to say they had a massive fleet was an understatement. I mean Carnival Corporation, that umbrella, yeah. there was over a hundred ships within that and they downsized, they chopped off about twenty percent of their fleet.
2: Right
1: yeah it's a lot of money that's sitting around not making money huge amounts yeah. of investments that are just sitting around and costing mm-hmm. money right to run because you still can't yeah. just yeah. you can't just stop doing you know to ship they have to be constantly maintained and crewed right. and staffed right. you can't just dock it and shut everything down i mean you could but that's it's not really feasible no not right. at all
0: um but yeah it's it's very interesting i and even with it, it goes for Carnival Corporation as, as a whole. I think they have ships on order, I think, in through 2026. And Carnival, as a entire corporation, has nothing at all. Like, they, I think they've got a small seaborne ship in 2026, and that's pretty much it.
2: Yeah, maybe they're... I mean, they typically, at least the last few years, they seem to have built very similar ships between at least two companies mm-hmm. um like costa and carnival have that XL class and then princess and help me out who and O you know, have you know. those like those newer royal class ships mm-hmm. um i wonder if they're planning something between carnival and some other brand to you know whether it's a smaller ship or i don't know how much bigger you can get from the excel class. I mean, I guess it's possible, but yeah, Royal um, Caribbean's <laughs> proof yeah, of we, that we
1: we see the icon that that's right. Yeah, that behemoth <laughs> you can get
0: it. that behemoth that we call Icon of the Seas is definitely proof that you can go pretty big,
2: right?
0: And you know, can we touched on it earlier? But they have the arrival of Jubilee, and they have the arrival of the Firenze from Costa by Carnival. That you bring it up, no. What are your thoughts on the future of Costa by Carnival? Is that something they continue to run with? Is that something where Carnival ends up absorbing Costa as a whole? Or do you think we'll we'll get rid of the Venezia and the Firenze over
2: time? I think this is going to be a test run for them. Um... I think the two ships that they chose were, were good options. You know, oh, if yeah. you're going to test something, you might as well do it on a ship that, you know, not a older ship, you might as well do it on a ship that you want it to do well on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see that if it does well, you know, bookings are strong and people like that kind of Italian flavor and style to it. Um, I would not be surprised to see them bring more Costa ships over and possibly eventually phase out that brand. Um, if it doesn't do well for whatever reason i would be very interested to see what they do with that sister brand that they have
1: mm-hmm. wasn't the jubilee originally intended to be a costa ship or am i mistaken um, here aida yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah I, I forgot the name small of small german I remember it was... yeah small german line i it's amazing that they oh, right they had they already have two of them and they were going to build three and yes because they have two yeah yeah sorry Aida is such a small cruise line I I don't know how popular they are over in Germany but they are a small secondary cruise line I'm amazed that they're able to operate you know at capacity with something that large Mm
2: -hmm. right yeah and like you said I, I don't know how popular they are I know they have at least at some points had at least one ship sailing somewhere in the Caribbean. I don't know mm-hmm. where the ship was actually sailing from, but I feel like I remember having one of those like medium-sized one. I for them it was a medium-sized ship in Cozumel. So mm-hmm. I don't know where the, I think the ship was leaving from somewhere in the Caribbean and doing like unique uh, Caribbean itineraries. Um, but I don't know how popular it is over in Europe or wherever the ships are. So that that would have been interesting to see them get a big ship like that. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's the reason they didn't bring it over there, if they saw that there was no demand for it.
0: It could have been. I mean, there's Carnival definitely has the demand for it. And then, you know, right. kind of like what they did with the Panorama. Because they did the exact same thing with the with the XL class as they did with the Vista class. They built Vista and Horizon. And Panorama was originally for p Australia, which is going to be the first ever new build for p Australia. And, you know, the whole... The whole ordeal with the carnival splendor was it gonna go to them? then it wasn't then it, they're getting a princess ship, but we're still keeping the panorama it was it was all over the place, but we ended up getting the panorama pretty much in the same fashion, and pretty much the same deal happened with with the jubilee here, right. except we weren't you know just not the whole ordeal with the splendor
2: right yeah, exactly
0: that whole odd ball of a ship that 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 thing is.
1: um the uh the new ship for princess that's new in its class that's the only mm -hmm. one as of right now so there's no plans to have any sister ships of that one right now at all
2: i think there's a plan for one more for two more yeah Yeah, i think there's two yeah i believe it's sun princess is the first one and then oh yes star princess maybe is the second one something like that
1: i believe i saw that somewhere now that you reminded me of that yeah i think you're
0: right uh why do I feel like there's already been a Star Princess?
2: There was, and there was also a Sun Princess. Um, mm. The Sun Princess yeah. was, like, an older one, but I believe Star Princess was in the same class as, like, the Ruby Princess. So she well, it wasn't, like, a small or, or older ship. So oh, really? I'm surprised they got rid of I don't know where it is now. It might just be with P&O. Um, Probably. Oh, so
0: yeah. Yeah, I think they got the... I think the whole exchange with the panorama involved was the golden princess if i'm correct there i think you're right yeah and it's funny how PO and princess work they are they're almost their own independent companies they again carnival corporation owns them but it was they were their own thing and carnival just kind of took over took over the majority shares you know became the majority shareholder for that you know back in the early 2000s which um kind of a fun fact here royal caribbean was actually in talks with with Princess originally, um, during that time, and Carnival kind of came in and started buying up as many shares as they could, uh, and just kind of did what, and the corporate world considered a hostile takeover, and pretty much just they just said, "Oh yeah, we're 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 in charge now."
2: <laughs> I did <laughs> we're not know that. that. Yeah, would, that would have been interesting to see if Royal Caribbean had purchased them.
0: Yeah, it'd be a very weird and interesting future for P and and Princess. That's for sure for Royal yeah. Caribbean. But um, yeah, it. And I guess hopping back over to the the Costa by Carnival, you know, I it does definitely seem like it's a big a big success at least for the Venezia and it's funny because the Venezia is not what I imagine a carnival ship and that was always my biggest concern is I it's not it's not a carnival ship. It's a, a "quote unquote luxury Italian ship. And that's not what Carnival is. So I, I've always had like the the mindset that there's people that are booking their first Carnival cruises on the Venezia, on the Firenze, and getting to the port like, what is this?
2: Right, <laughs> I'm sure it's quite a shock.
0: Oh, for sure. I, it definitely seems successful. I think it's definitely something that's probably more appealing for the the seasonal Carnival cruisers. Somebody that you know goes with them multiple times. You know, people that you know are gold status or higher probably. Um, but it, Venezia seems to be doing very well.
2: Yeah, and I've heard a lot of good things from it too.
0: Yeah, and Justin and I are booked on that one. I'm very excited for that cruise. It's going to be a good time.
2: Yeah, I, I'm very excited. <laughs> it's,
0: a, it's a very pretty ship, and I'm I'm interested to see because there has been talks with Fort Lauderdale recently, and I think we talked about this maybe in one of our original podcasts. Um, but I, they're looking into some sort of renovation for a Terminal was it 21 in Port Everglades?
2: Yeah, I believe so. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and. The specifics of that those rumors and those talks was that it was going to be enough for an XL-class ship from Carnival. Right. Yeah. So, it, you know, Jerry and I kind of talked about the logistics of having, you know, more than just the two natural gas ships. You know, of course, you can build more LNG barges, but of course that's going to cost a lot of money, and that's something that's going to take a lot of time, too. Do you think we'd ever see a... Uh, Costa Smeralda or Costa Toscana become Costa by Carnival?
2: Um, I don't know if that'll be something that happens soon, mm-hmm. but I do think there are plans for it, or at least going to be plans for it. Especially how well Venezia has been booked up, and the the feedback that I, at least that I've heard. Right. Um, you know, especially if they're going to get rid of their Costa you know, subsidiary. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not be surprised to see them do that. At least if they're not going to do the whole cruise line, they might as well take advantage of the newer, bigger ships. You know, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect to see a small, I don't know what other smaller Costa ships they have out there right now, but um...
0: I think they just have um, what we would consider the destiny class and the Concordia class, I believe are the only ones other than the, the new ones, the big boys.
2: Right, yeah, so, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if it happened.
0: Right, exactly, and I think there's been, what would be really crazy is if that we end up with all of the Concordia-class ships, as Carnival ships in the near future, and of course all the, you know, the XL ships as well. It'd be very weird and interesting to see how that all plays out. That'd be a lot to take in, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: But with the lack of... what were you saying? Uh, so it would be, be interesting to see if they, where, where they all would propagate to, you know, East Coast to here, you know, yeah. Boston, you know, somewhere in Miami, New York, all that stuff. Do you know if the XL class can fit in New York? I want to say no. I think so. They can? They... I know because it's the bridge is the issue there, obviously.
0: Right.
2: I think... Oasis fits in there. Right, Oasis I mean, but, does fit
1: that's in. It's specially fit, like, right? They, they, they retract the, the funnels true. at the top. So right. it's, it's, it cuts off, like, you know, 20, 30 feet. So that's so what I'm saying. like, they don't have any sort of, you can't retract the whale tail. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know That'd crazy just... that? Like, yeah, Carnival yeah, Freedom 2.0, sh- baby. Sh- sh- yeah. <laughs> it'll retract in. Well, now it's, it's the not.
0: Panorama 2.0. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Right, that's that's great. They could just
0: do that every
1: sailing. <laughs> Hold on, let's, <laughs> have a, have Hold a on, let's on chop the funnel off. Let's right. chop
0: the funnel off in Miami, and then we're going to sail off to to New York, pick up passengers, come back to Miami, put the funnel back on. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. It's a, every time it's a 30-day sailing plus dry dock tour. Yeah.
0: Right, yeah. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be interesting. I know originally with the Mardi Gras, one of her... F- She was supposed to do like two or three inaugural sailings from uh, New York before she came down to Port Canaveral,
1: to my knowledge.
2: Yeah, so there you go. She probably does fit. It's probably a close, uh, close call. But
1: yeah, I think a lot of them are close calls. I mean, even the Oasis with the stacks down is a pretty close call. Right, pretty much
2: scrapes the bottom of the bridge. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a sight to see. Is just well, anything going under a bridge uh, on any ship and anywhere is really neat but yeah with the oasis class going underneath that bridge it's really pretty nuts right yeah i i feel like if they did take over the toscana and the smeralda that would kind of help them and their positioning for you know competing with royal caribbean because again they royal caribbean is just leaving them in the dust and not and i have my opinions about the prima class they're very pretty ships but the not the best ships out there. I, of course, I haven't been on them, not yet, hoping for a tour maybe soon, but um, hopefully. Yeah, fingers crossed on that one. Um, mm. But you know, like the Prima class has kind of flopped to at least from the reviews I've seen. But so I, I don't think Carnival has anything to worry about when it comes to the Prima class and competing with them. But Royal Caribbean, again, since COVID, you know, the restart happened. World Caribbean's hit the ground running hard, and they've just not stopped, and they're not letting up anytime soon. You know, they haven't even launched the Icon yet, and they're already talking about another—their next-gen ships, their next project.
2: Yeah, I think World Caribbean just has so many ideas Mm -hmm. for ships. Um that they can easily break those ideas up because it seems like they're putting a lot of ideas into, like, one ship now, you know, to make them so big. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But they could easily scale that back and make, like, a whole... several new classes of ships if they wanted to.
1: Right, exactly. And... Yeah, just take, take individual ideas that have worked very well on a certain class of ship, you know, say like, the icon, certain aspects of it, and put it into a specialty kind of ship similar to, uh, I would say, what the... Uh, like the Odyssey with the special little, the, the eye and stuff. It, right. mm-hmm. special things like that, kind of unique to each class of ship there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, they're aiming that, you know, project
0: discovery, and I'm hoping to do, you know, a future podcast on just that project alone and the the ideas behind it and where that they could really go with it. But, you know, they can, you can do so much more with 120,000 tons, which I think is where that ship is probably going to lay you can do so much more with a ship that size than you could 20 years ago. You know, oh, yeah. Royal could build a 120,000 ton ship or 110,000, something comparable in size to the Carnival Glory. But and built it in 2023, it's it's going to be a world difference of a ship.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: But um but yeah, I it's very interesting to see what the future holds, you know, when it comes to that. And you know, there's three icon class, there's you know, one more Oasis class coming and this new project and then there's carnival that's just you no know, nothing.
1: Right it, think... it does it does feel like right now, you know, what Royal is doing is, you know, oh, we have all of these, you know, bookings, you know, everything, anything that they seem to put out right now is like, oh, well, people will just book on it. So we'll make the biggest thing possible to mm-hmm. get as many people at the same time to book on the single ship to, mm-hmm. you know, right. put all your revenue right there. You know, it's cost efficient. Right. Exactly. Right. A, lot of, a lot of money. And at, the, at the end of the day, they want to make money and that's what they're doing. Oh, yeah. Right.
2: Making a lot of money.
0: Oh, for sure. And not to say that the XL class hasn't been, you know, a extremely successful project, because it absolutely has been. But, you know, the last... Uh, everything that's come out of, of Royal Caribbean of the last, you know, decade has been just an absolute banger of a ship. Like, they've been incredible. You know, the Quantum class was a huge hit, even though they did a lot of them over in Asia. There's not many, you know, here in the Florida side of things, so we haven't experienced those firsthand, really, or not had a... A huge opportunity to but like the oasis everything after the oasis was just unbelievably well received and always just received like a lot of hype and they're always just done so well definitely yeah and i think they just they really continued that momentum and they they continue to experience or experiment with older ships by renovating them and then applying those renovations into new ships because they're doing well, and then that's how we ended up going from the 2009 version of Oasis to the Utopia of the Seas almost 15 years later.
2: Right, yeah, it's it's interesting to see their evolution and how they do it, and because sometimes it's an uh, older ship getting renovated that inspires newer ships, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's newer ships that inspire the renovations that these older ships get.
0: Right, exactly, and I think that's, that, I really get that vibe from the the dream class and the specifically the breeze and going into the vista and the horizon I think right. that's that project and that the way those ships were and the things that they did with those ships carnival did that with the the sunshine class mm-hmm. you know not that sunshine and radiance and sunrise are all the same exact ship but sunshines its own odd looking thing but right. yeah <laughs> I don't but know what you that know is there's somewhat a quote unquote the same class. And I, you know, that's just a prime example of, you know, they, you learn from the new, you apply it to the old, you also apply stuff to the old. And if it works, throw it in the new thing. Exactly. So I'm wondering if, you know, and another strategy that carnival could go in, who knows if that, you know, would happen, but they could, they could always sunshine the conquest class because that is a project that they kind of did during that lull period between the breeze and the Vista. Cause there was a couple of years difference. Um, it, the breeze was 2012 and the Vista was 2016. So there was a four year gap and it was very similar to what we're experiencing now. Um, right. So, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that maybe they'll just take the conquest of the glory and, you know, do something crazy with it.
2: Yeah. I mean that, I mean, I'd be okay with that. I mean, that'd be great. Um, at the same time, I'd love to get a new ship. I hope I'd much I don't rather know that. how they would do it. I don't know how they would do it. I, I hope they don't build another Excel class mm-hmm. and tweak a few things and call it a different class. Mm-hmm. I, I know you have heard me complain about it before, Brandon, with the Dream class and the Vista class. I know they're mm-hmm. technically different class of the ship, mm-hmm. but they're basically the same model design. Yeah. Least yeah. you know, exterior as the dream class, so I hope they don't mm. do that with the Vista class and add like a, a duck tail and be like, Oh, it's the new ship.
1: Yeah, that seems to be the uh, like the carnival special is you know, switching <laughs> yeah. up a little bit just enough to make it a new class, and it makes it so right. confusing to keep track of them too because there's like eight, ten different classes, and four of them are like basically the same thing, but right. eight, just slightly different to where the oh, it's a new class.
2: Exactly. It's like when
1: they added the uh. The Disney, the wonder, and the uh, the magic. When they added the Ducktail, you know, you add the Ducktail. Oh well, now they're different classes of ship. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like what? You know, the, but it's that they did it, you know, equally, so it kind of it matched it out, but still, it's just it's it's odd. Yeah, and it's definitely definitely not the first time
0: they've done that either, because they did do that with the essentially the Conquest class is a stretch Destiny class, right? And the Fun fact for those who don't know as well, the Conquest and the Glory, the first two in the Conquest class, those were originally ordered as, well, Triumph class, but Triumph and Destiny are the same thing. So I call them, I loop them all into the Destiny class, but they were originally ordered as Triumph class ships, you know, to go alongside Victory and Triumph. But then I guess closer to the, closer to the, you know, the construction process, they said, hey, can we make these a little bit longer? And so that's how we got the Conquest class. They made them just pretty much a stretch version, um, almost like we got the Voyager and the Freedom class, essentially.
1: Right. That's, I think, the closest comparison is, yeah, the Voyager and the Freedom. It's, like, mm-hmm. 100 feet longer. You mm-hmm. can, it, It's somewhat easy to tell externally, a little yeah. more so, because it, it's kind of visible with, like, that little, at least with the Independence that used to be here, they had that golden set of windows that something mm-hmm. like the Mariner or the Adventure doesn't have.
0: Right, exactly.
1: And it's plus funny. the name that's something i realized not that long ago was on the back on like the sail looking portion mm-hmm. there's a decorative like a big you know nameplate on the back that said you know um uh in uh in, ah, indy i said indy of the seas <laughs> independence of the seas um whereas the mariner the adventure don't have a big plate like that they just have that little sail piece of glass but no plaque there which was it's like, huh, they, they have space for it, but they're just it's not. Oh, there,
2: up there. by the um behind like the crown and anchor. Yeah, like up in the, yeah, yeah yeah, yeah.
1: I don't near, the, you know, uh, near the sphere. Uh, right. The, and you know sky what's sky
2: weird? Pad. In the in uh, some of the original renderings for the Oasis and the Allure, they had nameplates on oh. that piece that goes by like the um this the basketball court and the mini golf.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They
2: had nameplates and it just never got put on the ship.
0: Yeah, I remember. I remember seeing the original renderings. I, I vividly remember this because again, this was when I think you and I both were just getting into cruising and getting interested with watching. Right. You know, I remember seeing the rendering saying "Project Genesis" in that spot that you were talking right. about with that nameplate, like the Freedom class have compared to the Voyager. But it is yeah, funny.
2: It's, it's very interesting to see how they add little details like that in renderings Mm. and then they don't bring it to the ship it'd be like one thing if the freedom class didn't have it and they were like gonna do it on oasis and they decided not to but they they didn't have it on voyager class then they put it on the freedom class but then they didn't do it on the oasis class but then they did it on the quantum class
0: yeah they did it it was a little different with like the quantum class because it wasn't like the giant plate it was more of just like the letters but right. it didn't have that, yeah. I guess, that plate backing on it. But yeah, it was essentially the same thing. And I, I, I actually, I really like that. It's one of my favorite things about that yeah. class and about the Quantum ships is how they put the names in those spots.
2: Yeah, I, I think I like Odysseys more than like Anthems and Quantums, but, mm-hmm.
0: you know. Oh, that's right. Because Odysseys up by the, the little pods are for that C-Plex right. area, whereas Anthem and Quantum are down on the glass.
2: Right, exactly. And mm-hmm. it's weird if you look at, it, at least for Quantum and Anthem, most of it like that the glass behind it is like blacked out but then where it says like of the seas it's not so it's like harder to you can only see like the the like anthem or quantum and then of the seas it's like harder to see because the the light from the deck is shining through the glass it like wasn't blacked out oh that's weird (laughs) yeah it's you don't have to look it up I, i i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure that's how it is i know i i don't know but it's very weird
0: yeah for sure and jumping back to Carnival, I guess just you know refocusing. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. You know, tw- no, no, of course, because you know again, Royal Caribbean's a huge competitor, and you know, they're leaving Carnival in the dust with all, you know with all yeah. of these crazy ships that they're putting out, and Carnival's not putting out anything anymore. Well, you know they've got you know the big Jubilee and they got the Firenze, but like after that, there's nothing for a while. Uh, right. But Big Stew here in the chat, it says just dreaming, but. I'd like to see them revisit the Pinnacle Project or something similar. I think that would be something that's really cool. Yeah. Do you think that they would – so Carnival's next project, 200,000 tons plus or minus. What do you think?
2: I want to say – I'm going to say plus. That just seems to be the trend of everything right now. Mm I mean, even Royal Caribbean—they had Oasis, and they still went bigger. So,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I think that's—I think that's where the cruise industry is right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think what a lot of the companies seem to be doing, kind of like I mentioned earlier, you know, you have a big ship, you fill it up, and then you make a ton of money in the same spot. Versus, I guess what you know, what Carnival had issues with the, the COVID—you know—they had so many smaller ships, and they just cost so much more to maintain mm-hmm. during right. a time where you're not making that much money. Yeah,
0: and. It- I th- I think it would be, it would definitely be good for them to go over two hundred thousand tons. I'm wondering if maybe this project discovery as well. I wonder if that's going to shift the the industry. So again, Royal Caribbean. Every time it seems like each project's going to be a game changer. You know what they did with the Quantum class. You know revolutionized the tech side of things with the industry. You know. Fast internet speeds, just the robotic bartenders, just random things like that. But that ship class revolutionized the industry. The Oasis class revolutionized the industry. You know, the new Oasis class still does it. You know, they're just incorporating everything that's great about the quantum class into the new ones. And then, of course, now Icon of the Seas and the Icon Project is essentially just, you know, a, a start from scratch Oasis project in the 2020s. Right. You know, I'd, I'd definitely be interested to see if, if anything, I would say they maybe go 150,000 tons. Um, if they don't go 150,000 tons, I could see them going, you know, 2, 210.
2: What's, um what's Mardi Gras? One, like 180, 190? 180. 180, okay, yeah. yeah.
0: Which I think that's a perfect size. I, I've i always yeah. been a big voucher of anything between 150 to 180 is probably the sweet spot for any ship.
2: Right. You yeah. know,
0: I will always prefer the the Oasis class. I love I love the big boys and the two hundred thousand ton ships. But you know, realistically speaking, you know I think the the general population and the general cruiser, the sweet spot, is something that's between one fifty to one eighty.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I definitely have heard. Uh, I don't know, it's not not so much a complaint, but more of an opinion that the uh, the Oasis class was just too big right yeah it was when it came out and honestly today it it still
0: is for a lot of people i and those are those are big ships it depends what you're looking for yeah exactly i mean if you're looking for the big you know the thrills you know the latest technology just something that's just massive and just you know all around just incredible to even experience you know yeah try the oasis class but if you're looking for more of a traditional type of cruise you know you're definitely not going to get your traditional, you know, old school vibes on Oasis. You're not going to get it on Utopia. Right. And definitely not Icon. Yeah,
2: definitely not.
0: But, no. and I think, I think what they did with the XL class was amazing. And, you know, I, I wish they would have built a fourth one of those. I, you know, they're definitely not going to. And that's kind of where I think the cost of iCarnival carnival thing might play into factor here with at least Smeralda at the at least, uh, but I'd love to see another you know ship in that class. But I th- I think if they want to compete with Royal Caribbean, they really need to they really need to come up with something come up with something fast.
2: Yeah, Cause like it, I said, I don't know what where their planning status is right now for new builds, but. Right. I, it's very similar to what's going on in Orlando right now with the theme parks. Uh, mm-hmm. Universal's building a whole new theme park, new hotels, and, and all this. And, and Disney, Disney struggles to build a new ride. Um, so it's very similar to what's going on with Royal Caribbean building all these new ships and even rumors of new ships coming out. And Carnival's just like, hey, here's a ship we already had. It's Italian style. Yeah, like,
0: exactly. Here's a Vista class, but it's an Italian ship. And here's the third right. one of... Again, nothing against the Jubilee because the Jubilee is incredible, but mm-hmm. you know, here's here's our third in class. You know, have at it. That's it, though.
2: Right? It has, yeah,
0: that's it. That's all you need is the Texas star on the bow. Exactly. Right. That's that's, it. that's right. Makes the whole ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I th- they've done some different interior work with the Jubilee. I know that. I know Justin's been on the Mardi Gras at least. You know, for you know, hanging out for the day, but that strip yeah. on the starboard side. Uh, where emerald's bistro and um that like lounging area Mm -hmm. so that the ceiling there it's not a solid panel like it is like at the maravilla class with msc but it's like a they're like intertwined like wavy led panels
2: really Mm
0: -hmm. i'll have i'll have to show you a picture of it later but it it's actually really cool i'm sure they'll do like you know just like underwater effects like fish swimming around i'm sure it's gonna be something cheesy like that but like you know, they, they definitely did do other things with Jubilee that the other two didn't have. Interesting. But yeah, I, I'm just very interested to see what Carnival does. and I'm sure they are in the early plan- planning phases for this new class of ship, uh, whatever this next generation ends up being. Uh, it's just a matter of when they start talking about it. And again, I, they COVID put them in such a bad place, especially with all the debt that they had to take on that you know the lot. What they need to focus on, as a corporation, is paying down the debts and getting back to where they were pre-COVID. But they're not right. going to get to the point where they were in pre-COVID if they're not building new ships.
2: Right, and that's that's why Royal Caribbean's gone all in on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, they might they've also taken out a lot of debt. Um, you know, to stay alive in in during COVID, but. Mm-hmm. With the way things are going now, I mean, cruising's at an all-time high. I think we've already surpassed like twenty nineteen levels. If not, I, if not, we're very close to it. But I'm pretty sure they've already surpassed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way they they're charging for these ships, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna get out of that debt a lot quicker than mm-hmm. you know we otherwise would have thought.
1: Right. Oh yeah. A lot. A lot of those icon sailings, you look at that. Like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> Bro, wet, the,
2: final, the final payment was just due for some of those cruises recently. So <laughs> yeah, mine was a whole lot
0: of money. Mine was, and oh boy. <laughs> and the deal, the deal that we got on that Icon cruise is a steal compared to what the prices are now, especially for that yeah, fourth it was, sailing. It was
2: cheap back then. Who I know.
0: Thought? Who would have? Who would have thought three thousand dollars is cheap for a balcony cabin?
2: Good. They want. God. Yeah, they wanted. They before I canceled, they wanted thirty three hundred dollars for two people in a window cabin. Hey, and now it's like six thousand. It's it's incredible. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say that some of the cheapest ones that I saw are six.
0: I was it's, like wow, that's crazy. ooh. I randomly priced out a balcony cabin just for like the month of June, not looking or anything like that. I was just like curious because I know the price, how the prices have been. Two people in a balcony, nine grand in the middle of June,
2: but like, people are still at booking. Some point... At some point, they're going to have to bring these prices down because I don't, I'm not going to say the demand's going to completely go away, but it's obviously not going to stay as high as this. Mm-hmm. And it, people people aren't going to want to pay that; it's ridiculous.
1: Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. Yeah, I mean, the, the, it's it's business. They're riding the hype wave, right? Overpricing mm-hmm. oh, of things. Course. If you mm-hmm. want to put overpricing, yeah. However, you put a price on it, right? It's up to the consumer eventually. But if people are willing to buy into the hype, you know, I have. Mm-hmm a lot of experience personally with you know doing a lot of stuff what i do you know just like on the side with selling things you know people buy into hype waves you know they pay way more money than they probably should mm-hmm. for right for certain things that aren't really once you look at it it's like oh it's not really worth that much mm-hmm. now right. you know, and exactly. later on so it, it's it's but hey that's the way it works i've I, yeah. i've done the same thing <laughs> right exactly you gotta give
2: it to them. hey roll Kirby made these places and they're People are booking it, so good for them, right?
0: Exactly. I mean, yep. even with the prices, you know, as high as they are, like we've been talking about, it, like people are still the demand is still so high and the bookings are still going so fast at this pricing or these price yep. points. They had to release 2026 cruises for Icon three months early,
2: which is insane.
0: I mean, you don't you're not seeing that with Carnival. You don't see that with the Jubilee. Again, no. Definitely there's not. a big hype wave and there's a big you know big hypes around you know the XL class, but. That that class is finished, to say, I to really kind of right. put it into terms. I mean, yep. they're they're done. They built all three of them. They built all eight plus of them. You know, across all their brands, like, right? They they really do need to refocus and really create that buzz around themselves again. To you know, to do what Royal Caribbean is doing. Now, Royal Caribbean again is paying down their debt. At their last earning calls, they they've almost paid off like a billion dollars of their debt. You know, and that's probably due to just everything going on with them. They had such a big hype cycle with Wonder. You know, Utopia is their marketing. Whoever is in charge of marketing with Royal Caribbean is doing probably the best job of marketing that I have ever seen.
2: Yeah. Definitely. And the only reason you're not seeing as much hype for Wonder for uh, for Utopia is because they've got Icon coming out.
0: Right. I can guarantee yeah. <laughs> give it give it until about middle of March of 2024 and Utopia is going to be the only thing you see out there.
2: Oh yeah yeah, once yeah, like you said, once Icon gets a couple of sailings under her belt and the hype dies down from it and Utopia's, you know, creep, her release is creeping up, you mm-hmm. know, it's what do they call it like the biggest weekend or something like that? Yeah, the world's biggest weekend. Yeah. His, right, yeah yeah,
1: it'll They're putting it'll be it right into easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're, they're and it's crazy that they're getting you know, starting to put it right into three and four nights, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, which is on un, like unheard of for a ship that big. So I never yeah. would have thought. Never would they've thought proved that. it. You know, with you know all the ships. I mean, right? There's always a Oasis class. Well, not always, but typically it just took over. Right, the allure doing the three or is it mm-hmm. three and four nights? Yeah, out of yep. Canaveral. Yeah, out they just Canaveral, took over yeah. doing that from the Independence. I want to say so. Yeah, and upside, a couple years in, ago couple
0: years ago was the majesty
1: running that itinerary
2: right Mm -hmm.
0: yeah so it's been a big change in the in the industry just kind of doing all that and you know that's one thing that i will will always say that carnival needs to do is there's there's no way that they're going to be able to compete with the utopia of the seas on that on that itinerary it's just not going to happen
2: right if they if they
0: want to they're going to have to put an excel class which they're not going to do
2: yeah i i think that was part of royal caribbean's tactic there um i mean they they obviously have a reason to put a ship like that on weekends Mm -hmm. because their weekend cruises are like they're some of the most popular right now Mm -hmm. but i think that was kind of their idea like what what other cruise line is going to put a ship even remotely close to this on Mm -hmm. weekend cruises and what other cruise line i mean carnival now is building their little private island now but right now what other cruise line has a a destination like coco k
0: right exactly Carnival's, There's so much there. It's crazy. Carnival's yeah. next project, do you think they think they debut the ship on weekend itineraries going to Celebration Key?
2: That is a good question. I think they're gonna have to. Whether they want to or not, I I think they're gonna have to.
0: That's what I'm thinking. Whether they want to or not, if they if they want to try to take over that itinerary and that market, which uh, they've already They've already kicked Norwegian. There's a reason that Norwegian does not do three and four night itineraries anymore. Right. I mean, just flat out, Royal Caribbean ran them out of the market, and we've even, yeah, our friend Robbie has even said they gave up. You know, yeah, our friend Robbie's, you know, close with some of those people in Norwegian, and essentially we were told they gave up. They can't compete with that.
2: They can't, and it seems like the trend now is a lot of families want to go on cruises and sometimes they may not, they either don't have the time Mm -hmm. or the money Mm -hmm. to go away for a week. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people are flying in. So, you know, with flight prices the way they're at. So these weekend cruises are, you know, I mean, even for utopia, they weren't too crazy of like price points that I I thought it was going to be a lot more. Mm -hmm. And these families are finding out that, you know, we can still go on a cruise and say, how am I I'm trying to word this the right way? We want to go on a cruise, but we don't want to go on something old and small. Like we want to have like a good, good time. And now that they're putting these, like, you know, basically uh, the newest Oasis class ship on three and four night cruises, mm-hmm. it gives these families the opportunity to still go on a cruise and experience pretty much like what a seven night cruise would be just for the weekend. You know, mm-hmm. like, like you said, just yeah. a few years ago, it was majesty. How many people want to, you know, spend their hard earned, hard, hard earned money on flights, hotels, and a cruise, just to go on Majesty of the Seas, you know? Now right. that they have these big ships going out, there it's more incentive for them to try and get into the cruise. Like, maybe they've never been on a cruise before, mm-hmm. and this is a great way for them to start, you know, a quick three-night cruise on an Oasis-class ships. You'll be hooked.
1: Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, I and mean, I can see the, the, uh, um, the allure of, like, having a three-night cruise because, you know, first you know, you can take off. A day and a half of work Mm -hmm. and go on a three night, you know, Friday to Monday, you know, you can be back, you know, go to work late Monday and take off Friday and then you have a weekend there. You're right. Exactly. That's why, that's why we do it. That's the best
2: thing there. Yeah. I mean, me and Brandon pretty much go every other month on a weekend cruise just because it's so easy. It's so easy.
0: I tell you, I was home. I was home, put everything down, sat down, relaxed, pulled out my laptop to start editing the Allure videos and it wasn't even nine o'clock yet.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's I was that's back great. before
0: nine o'clock on Monday. I could have gone to work that day. I
1: did. I definitely wasn't going to, but, but I could have. You did. Yeah, no. The, the, the last four, three night that I went on, yeah, I was with two other people that took off. They were, you know, one of them took off two days, but one, you know, went to, went back to work half day Monday, and mm-hmm. then they were. Yeah, that's
2: what I did. It. That's yeah. exactly what I did after the allure. I drove right back to Tampa, and went right back to work.
1: Mm-hmm. It's yeah, crazy. that so was. It's,
2: it's oh, convenient.
1: And that's the itinerary that the lure just took over. I was on the independence for the fortnight, and it yeah, was like... cheap. We had an interior cabin, right? But it was like 400 bucks a person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's ridiculously cheap. The yeah. lure is going to be more, but still, like, that's for a family that was with two people per right. cabin. It's crazy. Because yeah. we were talking about, like, we. And, and that's the other topic maybe for another show is the uh uh some of the cruise lines charging now for more entrees it, like a main dining you know we probably right. ate more than four hundred dollars of food yeah. don't even get me started <laughs> with norwegian about that that is like man like oh we we felt like we ate our money's worth not mm-hmm. to mention the cruise right. itself right like you're exactly. on there but just the food
0: i mean this cruise that we've got so this is after i go on icon um but justin and i are booked on liberty of the seas would we pay 330 Per I think each.
2: I mean it's it's dirt cheap.
0: We paid three thirty a piece for three nights, which you know again, a hundred dollars a night is better than a hotel rate, but we're getting oh, our yeah. you know, we're getting food included, everything. Half. Right. But right. and then just jumping over into the chat here, um Chrissy says before any new builds, Carnival needs to completely revamp the conquest class like they did with the Destiny and Sunshine class, minus the new names. I definitely agree with not changing the names—that's a hundred percent sure. Yeah, it, it's more of a marketing I don't tactic.
2: Didn't change the, the Destiny class. Mm-hmm.
1: The name is yeah. It's all it's all marketing because just getting rid of stigmas, mm-hmm. I guess, is maybe yeah. the, the you way. You get rid to put of the it. Triumph.
0: That was probably the best thing Carnival ever did for themselves is to get rid of the Triumph right. name, just because of what was it? Yeah, yeah. It was
1: associated with. Not that the same thing with, yeah, like, like Comcast. <laughs> people used to they hear the name comcast and just get filled with rage but change the name to xfinity and uh, whatever
2: oh okay and if you're not nerds like us they don't know that it, it no, was our they, ship people had out you mm-hmm. know they don't they don't know they it's right see crazy, it, the people they that see Cardinal radiance oh it must be a new ship oh yeah it is Look, <laughs> it's brand new
1: brand new it's got a yeah. brand new name
2: yeah you wouldn't even know it came out in 2000 <laughs>
1: Yeah. It, it seems so silly, but it works, right? It is, it is and again with the Comcast example, half the people that I talk to don't realize that Xfinity is just rebranded Comcast. <laughs> right. Literally.
2: Yeah. Hey, like I said, if it works for the company, good for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I I, I like the idea of revamping the Conquest class. They really it'll be hard to put it up on twenty twenty three, you know, modernization, But they could they could sunshine quote unquote sunshine those ships and right. bring them up to up to par with, you know, some of these new ships. You know, I'm not saying put a roller coaster on it. There's no way in hell you're putting a roller coaster on a conquest class ship. Right. But if you completely revamp those ships and put all sorts of really exciting things, that's one way they can compete with the with the Utopia. Not that it will, but it's going to be the closest thing they can do and run those on 3 and 4 night itineraries. We got right. the we got the Carnival Glory that's coming over to us. We got the the Carnival Conquest out of Miami. Revamp Put a, I mean, they've already got new water slides on it, but big water slides. Put a ropes course on. It. They did it with the sunshine class. Yeah. Put a ropes course up there. Put something exciting on there, like it. Maybe a, a mini sky ride. I, God, I don't think that's possible, but you know, do something big and exciting and revamp those older ships and put them on the on the weekend cruises. If you're really yeah, wanting can... to compete with those ships and compete with what royal Caribbean's doing right now
2: right i can almost guarantee when the when the conquest class starts going back for their whenever their next major dry docks are like their five year whatever Mm -hmm. whenever those start coming up again i can almost guarantee that they will at least add ropes courses because they seem to be adding little things here and there as these Mm -hmm. ships go into dry dock like i think I think liberty is the only one that hasn't gotten that new waterworks park mm-hmm. on the conquest class like all the other ones all, like just randomly got new water parks
0: mm-hmm. yeah just, so i, wouldn't, I would i not
2: be yeah so i would not be surprised if ropes courses are the next thing because like you said they put them on on sunrise sunshine and, and radiance so they can mm-hmm. obviously do it so i wouldn't be surprised if that's like the next little thing they just do out of, out of nowhere
0: right exactly it again they've got to do they got to do something and you know, with the lack of ships over the next couple of years, it's easy to throw a ship in dry dock. You know, two hundred million to revamp a ship—two is a lot. They, you know, that's yeah. that's the price tag for. I think what they did with Sunshine, Sunshine was a big deal. But you know, even the the Oasis, that was like one hundred and sixty. So, like, if right. you put they that, a lot. you can put that kind of money into a ship. You're gonna get a good. You're gonna get a good return for it, and I think it'd be
1: pretty successful.
2: Right. Oh, a hundred percent. And it, yeah, it's, it's always
1: so much better for them really to cool. do. Yeah. No. It's. It, I was gonna say it's always really cool to see the evolution of the mm. Oasis class with all the dry docks that they've done with the different mm-hmm. um, ships in the class, like from start to finish, and they're all like different now. You know, if it was Carnival, I think the the Wonder and the uh, Utopia would be in their own separate class, but mm-hmm. Um, they look look so different than the original ones. But like, if you look at timeline of like everything they've done to the Oasis, it looks almost nothing like what it used to, which is kind of, it's really interesting to see the Mm -hmm. amount of work that they've put into this ship. Yeah. Right. It's like the Destiny. The Sunshine looks nothing like the Destiny. Nothing like, it's crazy. Nothing. I mean, that, that's a huge water park on the back of that ship, you know. Oh yeah. It's the kind of work that they need to be putting into those ships if they want to keep them, you know, viable without Mm -hmm. building new ships which they could as well. Right,
0: exactly. And I get 200 million to revamp and just completely redo a ship is so much easier and cheaper than spending a billion to build a new ship. Yeah. And if that's if Carnival is what Carnival is trying to do is keeping the budget low by not ordering new ships, they at least need to put a ton of money into the existing ships to bring them up to at least compete with what the other cruise lines are doing. Yeah. Absolutely. Norwegian Norwegian is the last of Carnival's worries. It's Royal Caribbean. Right. Royal Caribbean is running away with the market in every way, shape, and form. Seven night itineraries, ships by themselves, the weekend cruises. You know, Europe is a different story because they, they have a really good European lineup. Um, right. But – you know they've got odyssey and everything over there but carnival's n- never does they have maybe have one ship now that they're getting very adventurous they're putting one spirit class ship over there usually every year but
2: didn't they have um didn't carnival freedom do something over there like right when she came out like a summer season or am i just not? they used to remember? do that so okay. i
0: think the freedom i think the freedom did it the i think the i don't know if the breeze did it um, think she did. The Vista, the Vista did, and I think Horizon did, like, two weeks before gotcha. it went to New yeah. York. Um, but they did do that with the Vista. I'm surprised they didn't do that with Panorama, just given that it was, you know, they had to take her all the way to L.A. But, right. Which, Panorama, I still don't know why they put the Panorama over there. And the, on, with, with all the nonsense that's going on with the Panorama and how many propulsion issues, and... That the, that the ship's having it's it's not the ship itself and it's not the class because people are like why is it why is the vista class having so many propulsion problems it's not the ship it's the azipods oasis right. oasis and anthem are both down an azipod right now you know and and
2: allure had the problem twice and she was in dry dock twice to get it fixed
0: right and <laughs> oasis a couple years ago was it was in dry dock when that crane fell on it and that was a whole you know, yeah, a, whole a whole mess, a whole different can, of different can of worms. But that's what, that was what the Oasis was in for. Right. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's not, it's not the ships, it's the propulsion, but yeah, you know, I guess I'm kind of like segwaying the, the topic into, you know, my, the video I put out early today, but you know, it's the, the issue isn't the azipod; it's the, just the fragility of it. Like those things are so unbelievably fragile that just anything happens. Norwegian has had a lot of problems with the Escapes azapods. I think mm-hmm. I think the Joy is getting an entirely new engine soon. If I wasn't, wow, I I, I, I remember know. I don't. I think it was Robbie who was telling me about. It. It's either the Joy or some one of those big boys are getting a new engine completely and like a new az, like an entirely new Azepod and everything too.
1: It's it's I crazy see how that like. I guess you have to build it up inside because like there's no way you just drop the whole engine in there like i mean they have to cut a hole I, in the I, side of the ship
2: yeah is that what they're it's doing yeah it's gonna be would,
1: very convoluted the only way is you're you're cutting a hole because yeah that that's that doesn't sound like that's like yeah, the last worst case scenario yeah it's, it's a that it, very, it is, it is, norwegian, so. very norwegian very norwegian I like, thing to do yeah, yeah
2: exactly
1: the whole point of those engines is to just be continually refurbished throughout their life cycle, so they don't get replaced. They're just—it's the the engine of Theseus, if you want to put it that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like you know, I you like replace all the parts in the engine, but is it still the same engine? Right,
0: exactly. And <laughs> Christy again in the chat says, "I actually really like this." So we've already talked about how Norwegian is essentially given up on the three and four night itineraries, and but do you think? Prima in Canaveral and Viva in Miami. Would would do you think that they could do it?
2: I think they could, but I NCL like just doesn't. They don't. They just don't do things the right way.
0: Yeah. It, the other thing is
1: they're a private island. Are they still? Yeah, I was, I was about to say. Are they still yeah. tendering? They are yeah, still tendering. I, they I'm
2: tendering there in the end of January on Epic what I was
0: what I was told is that the way the the dock is designed at coco k is something some environmental piece of it I don't know exactly what it was but it screwed over norwegian for ever having any plans to put a dock there mm. so uh, the I can like the idea of <laughs> probably I have a whole idea of what they need to do um, and I can probably get into it here in a second but like I, I think the biggest problem with NCL on three and four night cruises is that they, they can't compete with Coco K. It's not even, it, it may not even be the ships. It's like they can't compete with Coco K.
1: Yeah. And that's what Carnival's also, trying to do. Yeah, that's the huge draw for a lot of the weekend is the island is just so good. Mm-hmm. Right? right? You can go to, you know, it's not the same to go to Nassau on a three and four night, you know, nothing right. is Nassau, but still, like, it's not it's not Coco K. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it's I think cool that's why the weekends. Like like if you like to see a lot of ships in the same place, it's unparalleled. But if you don't care about that, eh.
2: which most normal people don't, which no, normal again, normal.
1: yeah, that's the one percent. There, there's mm. like, oh, you're there's right. eight ships here. Wow,
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mm, who would be like that? <laughs> mm, I don't know.
0: But I, uh, I mean, yeah. If if it, I feel like with I or Coco K coming out, and you're not coming out, but you know, becoming what it is today. That's really what changed the market for those mm-hmm. weekend itineraries because, yeah, I mean, we've been there, I think, a total of nine times now, and like it, it never gets old. That is one like, incredible island, there. and you can see Coco, or you can see um, Great Stirrup Key, which is Norwegian's Island, right across from it. And
1: I remember seeing that boring, it's boring
0: looking. They got
2: yeah, a lighthouse, we, and that's it, they got a
1: lighthouse, yeah, got see... some zip
0: lines, and
1: that's it. Yeah, we got the Stevia, the Norwegian. I want to say it was probably the Escape that was parked offshore of their island when I was at Coco Cay last time. And you could see the little tenders going back and forth. Right. Yeah. What if if Norwegian really wants to get
0: fancy with it, this is just my idea that I would pitch, is that Norwegian needs to sell great stirrup key to Royal Caribbean. Royal Caribbean puts in just a long bridge. It's a long bridge, of course. So run a tram Back and forth because Norwegian, what they did do well is that it's it's good for relaxation. They've got they've got villas, they've got a lot of like cabanas, all sorts of really nice like relaxation areas there in Great Syrup Key. So like for the people that want kind of that vibe of it, it's perfect. You know, if they don't want the craziness of Coco K, you know. Have a tram service that runs back and forth because they have the trams that run up and down the pier already. Have something mm-hmm. that runs over to Great Stirrup Key. You've got more zip lines. Put a zip line. They've already got it over there at Great Stirrup Key as well, and they have it in Coco Cay. Put a zip line that goes from one island to the other. I mean, there's a lot of ideas you can go with this. But Norwegian yeah. could take that and go get another island or go somewhere else, build up a different area in the Bahamas like Carnival's doing with Celebration Key. Celebration Key is not an island. It's part of Grand Bahama Island. It's like five miles from Freeport. So it's not like this tiny little island in the middle of, you know, in the middle of the ocean here like it is with Coco Cay. Coco Cay is like maybe like, what, one square mile? I mean, it's it's a tiny little island. They just have a lot there. Right. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different ways that Carnival could really go about this to just kind of not only, you know, Keep the momentum going through the next couple of years while they wait on a new sh- class of ship, but they also, you know, they need to start talking about their next generation ship too.
2: Yeah, I think that's the big thing. Like, like we've said before, there's there's rumors that Royal Caribbean's building at least a new class mm-hmm. or going to start building, um, and we just haven't heard that with Carnival. I don't think we've heard anything. Not even like general speculation. Like we have mm-hmm. just heard nothing.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: It's it's and- really weird. A lot of that leaks does help, like, you know, Brandon mentioned the marketing team at Royal Caribbean is doing an amazing job about, you know, marketing their new ships and their classes, but part of marketing a lot of times is, like, not, it's not really a leak when they do it, but they make it seem, you know, they they, they give out tidbits of information, so it seems like a leak, and then they mm-hmm. get people excited and hyped about it. When you see a leak about something, it's like, oh you know this is coming okay. out you know the icon class or blah 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 you know it, it building up the hype for it mm-hmm. by you know letting out tidbits of information mm-hmm. you know kind of unofficially is something right. a lot of you know companies do you mm-hmm. know they'll, they'll never say that they do it but they do it right yeah, that's, it's 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 a way that you know and then plus you know and then eventually the the big reveal of it just officially mm-hmm. is always exciting but it like, makes it that much more
0: exciting really yeah the, the leaks makes oh, it more yeah. exciting I mean, even the, actually the captain of the Radiance of the Seas was talking about Project Discovery recently, like publicly on the ship and like a meet and greet, just openly talking about, you know, of course there wasn't a lot of information, of course, like, but Mm -hmm. he was talking like, yeah, this is in the works, whether it, whether it happens or not, we're, we're working on it. We're looking into that, you know, because that's, you know, that's a different market. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's got a it's buzzing right now I mean there's a lot of people talking about project discovery right now and right. if if carnival at least like even if it was a revamp of the conquest classic like we talked about earlier like at least tease that you know that would create right. a little bit of buzz and yeah
2: we haven't heard anything
0: and it also again going back to the marketing of it all there's been there's been little to no marketing for the Jubilee
2: yeah I Besides, like, what John Heald posts on Facebook, I haven't...
0: John Heald cannot be your marketing team. Love him or Bye. hate him, I you know, I'm, I'm indifferent about John Heald. You know, he's really cool. He's, a, you know, the brand ambassador, all this. But you cannot rely on John Heald as your marketing team. You know, I know right. they have their social media people and all that. But, like, the overwhelming majority of stuff that comes from Carnival is, is talked about by John Heald right they need they need to do a excessive you know revamp of their you know the way they market these new ships i mean even the celebration it their big big miami based cruise ship in the right by headquarters and it's like yeah here's the carnival celebration you know it's you know our biggest and best ship ever we got a roller coaster i mean they they marketed the ship it was good but right. I mean, not nearly to the extent of what we're seeing with the Icon or the Utopia.
2: No, I feel like every every football game I put on, every basketball game I put on, every commercial, mm-hmm. there's either Icon or Utopia.
1: Mm-hmm. Same. I remember vividly yes, not yesterday. Yeah, yesterday watching the football game, I saw yeah. an Icon and a Utopia commercial. And mm-hmm. Somebody played it out to me. It's like, yeah, you know, and it kind of feels like you know they did market you know the celebration, but it. I feels you know the difference between the celebration kind of felt like it just appeared in miami it popped up one day it's like oh here we go right oh here like, it is. Well, the icon ah. is like you know people are counting down the days to when it's going to be here people are excited I, they want to see it right the celebration was new you know mm-hmm. you know you had mardi gras obviously but it was still a new huge ship for carnival but it kind of just felt like poof it just kind of appeared overnight and now right. it's doing sailings from miami every mm-hmm. you know weekend
0: the celebration's exactly. been out for a year mm-hmm. yeah Celebration turned one like two, three weeks ago.
2: Yeah, and it's it's just crazy, but yeah, yeah. So I mean, World Caribbean's doing a very good job with a lot of things right now, except Mm -hmm. for pricing.
0: Except for pricing, yeah, for real.
1: It's doing good for them, maybe not for us. Oh, for them, maybe not. Yeah, from a consumer
0: standpoint, I don't know, but for a business standpoint, (laughs) man, those those shareholders are happy.
2: Oh Oh, my god, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, and Ryan in the chat even says Mardi Gras didn't get much marketing. It. And that, I mean, that one was more, you know, COVID played into that yeah. one. They had they got that one out as soon as they were allowed to even sail the thing. Um, right. Yeah. But like The biggest
1: the biggest market I remember, that was Shaq. Yeah. I remember the inaugural sailing from Canaveral. Shaq was, like, on it. I don't think he actually sailed on it, but, like, he was there. Yeah. Right somewhere. I saw a bunch of videos and whatever. I didn't basically yeah, see it, but he was um, he's, he's there. Mm-hmm.
2: He was. Jeez, I can't get my phone to stay up. Um yeah, I yeah, he was. Like I said, I don't mm-hmm. think he's stale, but he they did do a bunch of yeah, media stuff on board. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And again, you can't rely on just John Heald as your like your press guy. Um and then you also can't rely uh, love I love Shaq. He's so cool. And he's I think he's a cool addition to the company, you know, yeah. as for what he does. Right. But that can't be your marketing standpoint you know throw an ad together showing you know i mean they do show the roller coaster on the on the thing but like you don't show you know much else you know you show like oh there's a roller coaster and that's that's a big deal but there's also you know not everybody's there to go on a roller coaster you know right. show you know the crazy you know water slides and things like that you know sh- you know do like a pov of the you know everything you know show the people you know, relaxing, having a, a good time watching a movie at night, you know, and right. then, you know, then they go downstairs or, you know, they have, you know, this meal at the Italian restaurant, Carnival's Italian restaurants are unmatched. I love Carnival's Italian. It's so much better than anybody else, um, at least from my, like, what I've experienced. But, like, you know, yeah. show them going. And
2: they can show us like, the live entertainment in the, right. um, not the atrium, what are they, What's it, the piazza, what do they call it now, like the oh. that? The big blast on central uh, Grand Central. Yeah, Grand Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they can feel yeah. the entertainment going on there or like Oops, they just they need it. I headphones. like you said they just need <laughs> to read their off. marketing team team.
0: My headphones cut out. Can you guys hear me?
2: Yeah, I can hear
0: you. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. I think I missed like half of that. But um but yeah, like <laughs> you know You get it. Yeah, I get it. Like, you know, show You know, show the progression of like a a day, you know, especially when Celebration Key comes, you know, that's going to be a Mm -hmm. big deal. That's going to be a big marketing standpoint. I think that's really going to help them out a lot. Um, You know, show them, you know, having fun on the island. Then they get back on board. You know, they have their meal. They have dinner or they have, you know, you know, have a great time on the on the roller coaster or whatever it is. And then, you know, they go to dinner, have a really nice dinner. Then they go watch the shows. Or you know, or relax and watch. Show like all the options that they have on these ships, you know, because like, that's that's what Royal Caribbean's doing. They're showing, you know, ha- people are having a great time in Coco Cay, you know, not to make right. the pun of perfect day in Coco Cay.
1: <laughs>
0: but you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of different ways, you know, Royal Caribbean's approaching it, you know, and I think Carnival could take some notes. I
1: mean, even Definitely. that's a marketing point. It's such an iconic like phrase at this point, but it's marketing, marketing, marketing.
0: Yeah, it really is. I mean. I mean that's a not to make the pun, but it really is. I mean, I've never had a bad time in Coco Cay. Same. That place is amazing. I mean, you've got you got Mm -hmm. zip lines, you got jet skis, you got you got a giant pool with a swim bar if you're just wanting to chill. You got private cabanas. The private cabanas are amazing. I've I've done that twice. That was really good. You get your own bar service. Like, there's so many options that you have. Where I think Carnival just needs to like you know, whatever they whatever approach they make with these new ships and this next generation ships, whether it's completely next gen revive and refit the, the conquest class or whatever it is, they need to, they need to approach celebration key. However they go about the ships, they need to celebrate or go about celebration key just a little bit differently. And just, I think really focus on the marketing of it all. Uh, just so where they can, you know, bring the hype back to carnival. Cause honestly, ever since COVID I've, there's not really been a whole lot of hype around Carnival. Right. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so that's kind of, I will go ahead and kind of wrap everything up here, but um, yeah, it was, it's definitely a great conversation. I feel like we got a lot of tangents about Royal Caribbean, but it, they were good yeah. tangents because <laughs> it was like, it was comparing and contrasting the two and the, the approaches that both of these cruise lines have had. Right. Good comparisons. Yeah, exactly. Cause again, I, Carnival's not worried about Norwegian. They're not worried about the Prima Class, no, nothing like that. No. that. That they're even aiming no. those ships at you know at a completely different market. It seems like, but Carnival kind of needs to be worried about Royal Caribbean if any. If they're not already, they need to be.
1: Right. Uh, just I'm sure you know, they are with the um, amount that just mm-hmm. yeah. It, it's kind of like it, it feels like the uh the Universal and Disney you know absolutely ever, ever living conflict between those two places right. and companies exactly. and whatever you want to put more more so in the theme park but like they still have yeah. their own you know media side. disney has branched out so much you know recently yeah.
0: and but Universal's mopping the floor when it comes to theme parks now you know they're yeah disney's it's they're with the expansion yeah exactly you know
1: epic universe is pretty much running Do you have a chance to like look at that area you should look at that area because it's absolutely crazy yeah i'm hyped for the super mario area
2: (laughs) yeah it's literally taking disney five plus years to renovate one section of epcot Mm -hmm. yet universal within that same time frame is building an entire new technology filled theme park three brand new hotels and that might be it to start for phase Mm -hmm. one and that's just phase one Mm-hmm. So it's it's just crazy to, to see what's going on. Over there. An
0: exact comparison with Royal Caribbean Carnival because Carnival's now you know it's going to be three four five years before they get a new ship out with oh
2: yeah
0: you know now you've got Icon of the Seas is essentially a a theme park and a destination of its own you know right. and it's a floating city and you know they're pumping out a new one they've got one next year they got one coming in twenty twenty five they got one coming in twenty six and you got yeah. a new a new project. That's not even yeah. being announced yet, yeah. and if that's so, if it's the size that they're looking at, you know, about one hundred twenty thousand tons, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Icon Three and Project Discovery in twenty twenty six. The yeah. way they're so, the way they're handling bottom things. Bottom line of this yeah.
2: podcast was Carnival needs to get their stuff together. <laughs> <laughs> Carnival
0: really needs to start, you know, marketing and advertising, just start teasing us a little bit of what right. they're planning. You know, again, right. the the Venezia, the Firenze. Maybe fingers crossed for the Smeralda from Costa. But well, you can't rely on just transferring mean, right? ships over, you right. know, just to create hype and everything yeah. like that. They gotta they gotta start building new stuff. Definitely. But uh but yeah, with that, I hope you guys all enjoyed it. Thank you, Jerry, for hanging out with us tonight and coming on the podcast. And
2: yeah, it was good seeing you, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, I had a great time. Yeah, um, to hang out again.
0: For sure, for sure. We did this podcast a little earlier than normal just due to the holiday, but typically every Wednesday night. At 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we do a podcast episode. Uh, so we hope to see you guys all in the next one. And have a good night. And thanks for watching.
2: Bye-bye. Yeah.